Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good. That was kind of weak, y'all. <laughs> y'all to do better than that. Um, well, I'm Joel. If you have uh, never met me before, I'll the, uh, I'm the other Yankee in the church. Um, but this year, the youth we attended um, a camp called Big Stuff, and the theme of our camp was filters. And it was um, it was a pretty amazing camp, the way that they have it set up, the freedom that they give the youth. And the excitement that the youth had for going to worship. Uh, We had four different zones where we got to line up and go into this huge room for worship. And kids were lined up an hour before the worship was even supposed to start. So the, the adult leaders, we got to go have breakfast 45 minutes earlier than the, um, the kids. So we got our quiet time and then we had a leader lab where they, poured into us, and while we're in leader lab, this is still an hour before the worship doors open, we couldn't even hear what the leaders were saying because the kids were just piling in the hallways, excited, um, just to hear what they were going to tell them about God. Um, it was a pretty, pretty awesome experience that when they had that freedom and they're on the beach, like our, our room, you walked out the back door and we're on the beach. So they had that freedom to choose, and they were so excited to hear what they were going to say that they were, um, they were an hour early to worship just about every morning, uh, except Jamie and Christy. Um, we didn't know where they were half the time. No, I'm kidding. There. <laughs> they were there. I'm just kidding. Um, so the theme filters, we all use filters in our daily lives. And these filters that we use... They determine who we're going to be as human beings and, more importantly, who we're going to be as Christians. Um, And the scripture that sums up the theme the best is Romans 12, 1 through 2. So if you guys could all stand with me while we read from the Word of God. Um, Romans 12, 1 through 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Let us pray. Heavenly and gracious Father, we, we just thank you for this beautiful day, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to go to the camp that we attended this year. Lord, it was, um, it was just refreshing. It was rejuvenating to see that the 2,000 kids that were there, just how excited they were and how hungry they were for the word. Lord, I pray you'd be with me and you'd be with them today as we try to convey the message that we received at Big Stuff. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so in Romans, when Paul was writing uh, to the Roman church, he was in Corinth. So he was writing, uh, he was there doing his missionaries in, in Corinthians, helping that church uh, move on. He had not yet made it to Rome, but he was anticipating on going. Um, so he was talking to Rome, and Rome is a lot like America is today. Uh, they were very influential. They were very powerful. Um, and Paul was, Paul was just trying to urge them to be transformed by the renewal of their minds. And that renewal is a present term. It's not past. It's, it's right now. So every day you need to renew your mind. Every day you need to be transformed. It's not something that happens once and you're done with it. Um, it happens over and over again. So when he, he's sending these letters, think about the influence that Rome had on that culture. 
when you look at today, um, we have companies that spend billions of dollars on marketing because they want you to follow them. They want you to buy their product. We have politicians who spend millions upon millions of dollars every year because they want you to buy into their view or their, they want you to agree with their point of view. They want you to um, support them. And the same thing was going on in, in Rome when they were doing that because they had all the power. They had all the influence. They wanted you to conform to their ways. And Paul was urging them. He was pleading with them, do not. He said, everything in the world today is fleeting. It's ever-changing. Next four years, we're going to have more politicians that are going to spend millions of dollars. We're going to have new companies that come out with newer and better products. And what he's trying to get them to see is the presentation of who they are. You see, everybody familiar with Beats, the radio company Beats with the headphones? So many other companies out there have that same technology as they do. Bose, Harman Kodan, um, JBL, they all have the same um, technology and the same headphones. But what separates Beats apart from them is their presentation of their headphones. Anybody in here own Beats? Buy Beats for your kids? I mean, when you open this thing up, it's like you're opening up a bar of gold. It's packaged in four different packages and has a velvet bag that is more comfortable than any pillow I have at my house. And, and that's just headphones. And they get the best athletes and the most influential people to support their product and get you to buy it. We had that same responsibility as Christians to be that presentation for Christ. So when you're renewing of your minds and you're trying to be a better Christian, just remember somebody's looking at you. Somebody's looking at you to see who Christ is. You know, we are the presentation of an invisible God. And as Christians, we have that responsibility to present him in a manner which is honoring and glorifying to him. Do we always do it? No, we fall short. That's where that word renewal comes in. Because we need to ask for forgiveness like we do every Sunday morning. And then pray for his guidance. Pray for the filters that these kids are going to come up here and tell you about. We have the responsibility to be politicians for Christ. Because if we don't, nobody else will. And when you look at marketing and you look at the TV commercials and the politicians, the world will pave any road for you that you want it to. But it doesn't make it the right one. The world's always going to change. Our wants, our needs are always going to change. But God isn't. God's going to be the same today as he was yesterday and the same that he's going to be tomorrow. That's the only constant we have in our lives. And because he's never changing, we are blessed to have his grace. We are blessed to have his mercy. Because those don't ever change with it either. So no matter how many times we fall, we need to be there to... Was that planned? <laughs> no matter how many times we fall, God's there to pick us up. But I think what makes God happier is when we're there to pick each other up. When we're there to help each other. Because God has instilled certain values within us as Christians. And because we receive them and we receive them freely, 
we should give them just as freely. Regardless. You know, in the song, Fighter, it said, um, you don't have to like him, love him, understand him. He said, regardless, in the dark of night, he's still going to stand and fight for you. Sometimes fighting isn't always as physical as it is mental and emotional. I don't think he's talking about fighting with his hands or with weapons, but with his heart. You know, what's your heart? What's on your heart is what's going to come out. So it's that love, that mercy, mercy, the patience, the joy, um, the grace. That's what we need to show in our daily lives as Christians. So I'm going to invite um, the youth up so that they can tell you a little bit more about camp and the specific filters that they had. Um, so if you guys want to come on up, starting with Kylie and... They're going to stand in front of their, the theme that they wanted to talk about and the theme that they learned more about. And they're a little bit nervous, so give them some grace and mercy. I'm Kylie Johnson, and Jesus is our filter. We all have a filter for life. How you see will determine who you will be. It's not what you see, but how you see it. God is not mad at you, but he is mad for you because God has a plan for us, and our other filters can get in the way of that. My name is Cole McCraney, the us filter. Everyone is made in God's image. Everyone has eternal life. There is no us and them in Christianity. Jesus knows everything about you, and he still loves you. Christianity is inclusive, not exclusive. What if we saw people in the way that Jesus did? I'm Avery Wright, the fight filter. The best things in life require a fight. Difficult, daunting, and dangerous days are ahead. You need to reclaim your victory. It's time to put your armor on and fight. I'm Lenny Toodle, the wise filter. How you live doesn't determine if God loves you. Because God loves you, he cares how you live. God has an interest in your decisions, and he has a filter for you. I'm Kristen Crooms, the father filter. What you think about God and how you relate to God determines everything about you. He is not the reflection of your earthly father. He is the perfection of what it means to be a father. He removed the only obstacle that stands between you and him. That obstacle is sin. I'm Lizanne, and this is Lexi. This is the date filter. If they don't bring out the best in you, they're not the best for you. Before you find someone, you need to be someone. Who you date is temporary. The person you become is permanent. Don't be more thirsty for dating than you are for God. My name is Emily Rayner, and we filter Jesus. Your life says something about Jesus. You are the presentation of an invisible God. Work out what God works in. God does the inner work, and we have to let it flow out. It's his power in our process. God gives forgiveness, mercy, peace, love, patience, grace, and joy. We need to display all of those to everyone because someone is looking at us as their Jesus filter. Can they see him in you? All right, so those were the... All right, so those were the seven filters um, that we learned about at camp. And um, it was like a two and a half hour worship every time we went into those doors. Um, and I'll tell you what, if, when you're writing the notes, and I was so proud of all of them because they all took their own notes. Um, maybe cold it. Uh, <laughs> but um, 
you know, they weren't just listening. They weren't just enjoying everything. They were writing down. And they were taking in what they were, um, what they were learning. And the Jesus filter with the whole theme was how you see is who you'll be. So it's not necessarily the things that happen to us or the things that we see. It's how we view them, how we internalize them. Um, and I'm not the best model of that. I'm going to be honest with you. When, when I see things, but I will tell you, I'm the, I'm the, uh, the king of categorical statements. Um, I'd like to just say, all right, that's how it is. That's what I see. Uh, but that's not how God tells us to be. Um, we need to view things the way he would view it. And a lot of times our emotions get the best of us and we need to step back and look at it through his eyes. The, the song Aiden wrote says, give me the eyes. Um, we need to ask God for that. We need to see people and view things the way that he does. And that led right into the us filter um, that Cole talked about. And when Cole's message, we didn't put it up here, but it had to do with the woman at the well where the adulterous woman was at the well and everybody was shunning her and they were just giving her a hard time and Jesus went over to her and he talked to her and um, he knew her. He knew that she had four husbands and she was living with another man out of wedlock. But he made her see his eternal value that he'd given her. And no matter how far we fall, we're not too far from God's reach. As long as we're breathing, we have an option to turn to him. And take his hand. Um, and that's what it says. What if we saw people the way Jesus did? We all have eternal value. You know, the way God looks at us, he looks at us, us as we're good enough to die for. When God sees us, he doesn't see our sin. He doesn't see the things that we do. He sees his son. If we've asked Jesus to come into our lives and we've accepted him. So we're all worthy of God dying for us. We just have to look at other people and give them that same value. Because we all have eternal value. The fight filter. This was probably one of my favorite ones. I think about six pages of notes on this. Um, He had the butt filter. I didn't put it on Avery's because I didn't want her to, to mess it up. But he said, I have to get off my butt. And he had butt, B U T, and then B U T T. You know, we all say, oh, I'm going to read my Bible today, but, or I'm going to go to church on Sunday, but, or I'm going to start living better, but, and most times because we're sitting on our butt on the couch. And he's saying, get off your butt. When you put on the full armor of God and you're living as a Christian, responsibilities come with that. It is free, but it's going to cost something. You know, in, in Rome, when the Roman soldiers were fighting, when you look at the armor of God, it's everything on the head and the front. They never mentioned anything about the back. Because when Roman soldiers would go into battle, they would go in back to back. And that's because they knew that the person behind them had their back. They didn't have to worry about it. They didn't have to waste metal and armor on their back. And that's what we have to be for each other. You know, we have to have each other's backs. And we need to fight for them in a godly manner, not necessarily with our hands and with weapons, but with our heart. The wise filter, uh, how you live doesn't determine if God loves you. Because God loves you, he cares about how you live. Um, God has an interest in all of us. God has a plan for all of us. We need to be in his word 
to figure out what that is. We need to be in church. We do need to be surrounded by other Christians. We need to always keep him at the highest level in our lives. Nothing should come above him. Um, The difference between knowledge and wise is knowledge is what you know. Being wise is knowing what to do with what you know. Um, And that's what they learned about on the wise filter. The father filter, this was a tough one for me. Um, I didn't always have a dad in my life. And it was hard for me to know that God loved me or to feel that. Because I never felt it from an earthly father. And um, I think this was the one where all the leaders, because we got to sit in a different room than the kids. We let them have their worship, and everything was funneled in through TVs and speakers. And this is the one that got everybody. Um, there's a perfect quote, is it? God is not the reflection of your earthly father, but he is the perfection of what a father should be. And his dad, I mean, I fall short at that more than anything else in my life. I can handle claims for Geico. You know, I can, I can lead youth that aren't my kids because I don't have that father topic on it. So it's just, it's hard. Um, but I think a lot of them needed to hear that too because as dads, we are the disciplinarian. Well, not in my house. I'm the fun dad. Um, <laughs> but we, you know, we lose our temper with our kids. You know, and it, it's hard for them to see God if they're just looking at us. We have to tell them that, you know, I'm not the same type of father that God is. I'm going to fail as long as I'm here. You know, if I wasn't, Jesus wouldn't have had to come and die for me. The date filter. They only talked about dating. um, But the one thing I took about this was relationship filter. um, And they talked about friends. And who we choose to be around. Because it's not just who you date. um, It's who you surround yourself with. And I thought about that, too, because when I was younger, I... I wasn't the person you'd want to be around if you, if you wanted to have a good filter in your life. And I certainly didn't hang around other people um, who had good filters. Um, but who you hang around with is temporary. You know, not many people have a best friend since second grade. Um, luckily, I didn't rub off him back then. But, uh, <laughs> but most of the time, it's temporary. Your friendships are temporary. They change through elementary school to middle school to high school to college when you get married and you move away. But the person you allow those relationships allow you to become, that's forever. That's what's everlasting. So watch who who you let into your relationship or who's in your circle. Uh, Because it's it's not just dating. I know that's all they heard. Um, But it's not just dating. And then the last one where we filter Jesus and our life says something about him. God does a work in all of us. I'm definitely proof of that because 10 years ago, I'm not who I was. Um, Five years ago, I wasn't who I was yesterday. You have to constantly 
have that renewing of your mind. Because this world will weigh you down. Kids, mortgages, bills, um, work. There's so many things that weigh you down. And without renewing your mind, without putting that full armor on, without experiencing God's forgiveness, his mercy, his peace, his love, his patience, his grace and joy, um, what do we have? We have nothing. They, They could come take your home. They could take your car. They could take whatever they want from you, but they cannot take the love, mercy, and grace that God has given every one of us. And that's what we have to hold on to. Because there are people out there who are looking to us to see what an invisible God looks like. I just hope they're not watching too close. Um, But that was our camp. Um, That was almost 14 and a half hours of preaching summed up in the 30 minutes. Um, 